Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Buker and Friends podcast. Here is your host. Let's send it over to Rick Buker. Rick Buker. Welcome to another episode of Buker and Friends, part of the United Wecast Network. And special friend is Blake Griffin. I did a story on him for Bleacher Report. Got to spend some quality time with him, quality conversations, and decided that now that the story is out, and I couldn't use everything that we talked about, that I would repurpose it into a podcast. And there was so much there that we decided to do two podcasts, part one and part two. Here is part two. After getting, uh, you know, kind of the over the shock of, of being moved, like everything kind of come and get, coming together in the right place at the right time in terms of your evolution as a player, the opportunity here. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't want to make something that it's not, but I just feel like the the role that you get to play here and yeah. where you are as a player, yeah, and the aspirations of this franchise at this time. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it's just it's timing, good yeah. timing that it's all coming together. Yeah, I think it's partly that. I mean, my, my, a, a big thing for me too is like helping. Like I don't know, if, you know, if this is like. Um, a naive way of thinking, but I remember when I was being recruited, Coach Jeff Cable would always talk to me about like, hey, like being being a part of something that's bigger than yourself, and also like getting that program. So remember, Kelvin Sampson had like a big recruiting scandal left. Mm-hmm. They were sanctioned and um, had a really poor year. Um, it's first year they left, and he always talked to me about getting the program back to where Kelvin Sampson had it, which was a you know top twenty five almost every year. Right. And, like, that excited me, you know, like, coming in and, like, building that foundation. And, like, my first year, I remember, like, you know, we got to the um, second round of the tournament. We lost. Second year, came back, got to the lead eight, and lost to North Carolina. Like, we and then against North Carolina, we won. And, like, I remember, like, being proud of, like, that, like, growth. Mm-hmm. And it was the same thing with the Clippers. I remember when everybody I was going to the draft and everybody's like, oh, you should, like, request a trade or request not to be. You know, Bill Simmons wrote a huge article about how I should – my dad should do the Peyton Manning or the um, what's it, whatever thing and, and force them not to draft me. Right, right. And, and uh, Elway too. Yeah, and I, I, um, I think it was that was, was with Eli. Was it Eli? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, not Peyton. Yeah. Um, and I remember being excited about like, no, like I want to like you know try, and I you know was fortunate. I got we got CP and like all these things fell into place, but like I still feel like pride and like being a part of the group of players that went to five straight playoff appearances and now like you know the Clippers are in a good position to like 
be doing this for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. And it's not that like we were the reason, but we were a part of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's like, that's the same way I look at this situation. Even if like they traded me to tomorrow, I mean, not tomorrow, obviously whatever this summer sometime, mm-hmm. like I always like that, that challenge of like, and that's why coach Casey and I kind of talked about a lot is like building the foundation of this franchise, mm-hmm. you know, making sure that people know this is the way we're going to play. We're going to play like hard. We're going to like, you know, be a little bit smarter and, and, you know, give like the Detroit fans a product that they can really like get behind. Yeah. Cause that's, I think that's how it starts. Yeah. You know, 100%. and now being a part of like, you know, whether we did it or didn't do it at Oklahoma, but being a part of like kind of a, a the rebranding of the Clippers franchise, like, you know, they won what, I think 18 games the year before I got drafted and like that franchise, like I didn't, I, I didn't even realize how awful historically that franchise was because I never saw them on TV. Right. You know what I mean? I, right. I didn't have a lead pass in high school. Right. So I didn't like, you know, knew they were bad, but I didn't like know the whole history. It's like exciting to like, and to me, here is easier than anywhere because they they have three championships. You know, as a franchise, they're a proud franchise yes. and a proud fan base. You yep. know, who yep. like will show up and will um, support a team that like you know plays the right way. Did you know that before you got here? I remember hearing Chauncey talk about what it was like playing here and winning here, but no, I didn't really know the ins and the outs before I got here. I didn't just like any other program. I wouldn't know. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I kind of like the only other franchise I would know is like the Lakers just being in L.A. all the time and seeing right. like that, that um, kind of up close. Right. Speaking of the L.A. thing, we, the perception is funny. I, again, a friend of mine called me uh, this afternoon again asking me like what I was doing here, mm-hmm. doing something on you. And he, he kind of brought up the same thing. He goes like, the, uh, yeah, but he, was, he was so L.A. And <laughs> yeah. I don't see that perception and, and not understand where how pe- you know where people see that mm-hmm. people see the commercials they only see me playing in LA mm-hmm. they see commercials and they and, you know in LA like you, it's tough to go do something without being in like a photo or, or sure. whatever it is so sure. like part of it's my own fault but part of it's just me living uh, my life yeah yeah you know yeah I mean? well and I was struck by that like just today like we're walking around mm-hmm. you know whether we're in the in the in the cafe or mm-hmm. walking over to the town center or walking through the town center or whatever and there's obviously there's some people that that know you would said mm-hmm. said said hello but mm-hmm. I would think that in LA it'd just be totally different you know walking down the street or wherever yeah, yeah there would be I mean you I know, was, everybody would be like yeah, I always ahead. described it like like people would always say like oh did, like do you get noticed as much in LA or is they, do they see famous people all the time? I always describe it as like everybody comes to LA to see a famous person, so it's almost like everybody's like on the lookout. You know what I mean? Like they're I, I, I truly believe that. Like everybody's like all right, like I, we could see somebody at any second. Like and when one person sees you, then it doesn't matter if people know you or not. Right? Can I get a picture? Right. And, and right. like you know, I, you know how many times people have been like, hey, can I get a picture? And then be like, but and who are you? <laughs> and like you know. <laughs> So like that that was that's kind of like my view of LA in terms yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, here I think it's like people like really like people always say like we appreciate what you're doing. You know what I mean? That no one ever said that in LA. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think it's like yeah. Which is like a, a really cool um, thing to hear. I think. 
I think they, they appreciate that you're here. Yeah. You know? It's like... Yeah, people, yeah, people they, they say that, like, appreciate you coming here, or, like, whatever it is, or, like, embracing the city. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's, it's both ways. You know, yeah. they've, they've done the same thing for me here. Yeah. Um, do you... Um, did you do you really memorize the here's another do you memorize the schedule when it first yeah, that I do yeah yeah <laughs> I uh all right that's uh, one yeah that's one for one <laughs> uh, people yeah I was like in the training room they'll be like all right can you do I remember I, I when it like people first started here when people first started realizing I was doing that it was like they're like who do we play something and I like rattled off the road trip and then they were like oh wow and like, and I was like, then we come back and we play Orlando. You know, rattled off like five more, and yeah. it's like, can you do the whole season? And I did the rest of the season. It's just a weird thing for me because I look at the schedule and I can I can just see like the, you know, how they do like the blue or for us it's like blue and red is yeah. home and away. Yeah, I can almost like see it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I also like knowing like it just helps me know like what's coming next. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? It's sure. like a weird thing that. I've always done that. Even like my first year, we were getting like the schedule really early and just like, you know, you always look at first game, Christmas, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you're in like New York or mm-hmm. like wherever. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of turned into just like memorizing the whole schedule. So you've been doing that from the beginning? For a long time. Maybe not like the whole schedule for like, but right. the past like two, three years, yeah, I've been able to do like almost the whole schedule for a long time. Hmm. Or at least like two months out. You know what I mean? Right. That's still pretty good. Now, do you have to work at it or you just kind of like, you look at it and you kind of pinpoint some points of interest that you probably yeah, draw, like, draw you in and then the rest yeah. of it comes together? Yeah. And it's like, like I guess it's not an impressive going back, but like, I just like remember like, you know, you, with first game of the year is Brooklyn and Chicago and then Philly, Cleveland, Boston, Boston, Brooklyn, you know, uh, Philly again, then might come home and play Miami, and then you go on the road and play Orlando and Atlanta. You know what I mean? Like it just Charlotte. It's just like hmm. you can, see, can you see kind of the path in your head. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. Where you're going? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, and I don't. I have no clue how that started. I just like. Are you I, with that like, with a lot of things, or just uh, just uh, things that, that I'm interested in? Like if some, I'm interested in something, I can like memorize it pretty easily. Huh. But if I don't like. You don't care. care to know it, then yeah. I don't. You know. Yeah. Um, what do you consider home? Um, LA's home because my kids are there. Like that'll be, you know. You still have the same uh, same place. Um, I still own yeah the house that I lived in. I, I just bought another house, so I'm selling that house. Um, but yeah, that's all. Like I gotta be around be around them, you know, in the off season. That'll be home until they're like out of you know college or whatever. But that's a long, long time. I'm gonna ask this. I don't even know. I don't know if I'll use it. I don't even know if you'll answer it. I'm just curious. Okay, so shark infested waters. Doc. (laughs) Doc. Lawrence Frank. Falls or Balmer. Are. I'm not even gonna put Chris in there. I just put those. Th- those three are in the water. You can only save two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got a boat. I'm in a boat. <laughs> you're, in the, you're in a boat. You know what? I'll probably just save. You guys, swim here. 
swim here. Whoever gets the note first, I'll help you out. But I'm not. You know, how you choose that okay. is not. All right. That's, a, that's an honest answer. I don't, I don't know that I would like start going out of my way. Or at least I'm not jumping out of the boat for sure. Not that. Okay. If you had said like, you know, Chris or something, for sure, I'd say, you know, yeah. I, yeah, like we went to, you know, guys that you like, same thing. Like we obviously don't want a championship, but like went to war with that guy for so long. You know, yeah. I always, you know, I felt like he always had my back. Yeah. I hope he thinks I always did. Yeah. You know, so for sure, you know, like those guys, like it's like a, a bond. Even sure. We didn't sure. like um, ultimately, you know, have that like championship experience. What do you think is the greatest misperception? Either of you or your time in LA? Um, I I always felt that, like, for me, I always heard that, you know, I wasn't a good basketball player and that I just was, like, a good athlete. And I think that, like, bothered me so, so much that I cared so, so much and I put so much time into becoming a better player. And I always, like, I always said to people, like, if I was just an athlete and I didn't care about being a, a good player and a well-rounded player, it wouldn't have bothered me. But it bothered me so much to the point where I, like, hold, like I held, I don't think I do now, but I held so many grudges against people that, like, tried to put me in that box because I was so desperately trying to fight and get out of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And early on, I did what I did, like I said, because, like, that was what I was really good at you know what I mean like I'm not gonna like just because people are like oh you know he's can't shoot like I'm not gonna stop dunking right you know what I mean you gotta stop me from doing that first right Um, but all the while like you would see that in games and all the since 2013 Bombas has donated over 100 million socks underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness if we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. While I would be working with my shooting ever since my, after my, uh, second year you know I have my shooting coach and I would be in the gym with him hours and hours and hours I mean he has the number one summer he kept track of like how many shots I shot and it's like at the end of the summer I was like uh, I was I was shocked you know what I mean there's just hours and countless amounts of shots like how we're talking I, I mean, obviously thousands but yeah yeah maybe yeah. hundred I don't know. I can't remember what exactly it was. I remember he told he told somebody, and they like they had used an article. I, I don't want to say a number because yeah, I'm gonna yeah, like yeah. butcher it. Yeah, but yeah. It's one of those things I didn't memorize. Yeah. Um, but like this whole time when I'm just getting, I feel like I was just getting on for like this one thing. I was so desperately trying to be of like a um, a well-rounded player and not be like a weak link to our team and like you know yeah. contribute. Um, that I think that's probably what bothers me the most is like that like I care a lot about this sport and being a, a, a good player and um, you know still to this day you know I have 
but now to this day, like if somebody says something like that, I I know in my heart that they don't know what they're talking about. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas when I was younger, I knew that like this is only the only thing people see. So like this, it's based on something. Right. You know, now right. if somebody's saying that, they don't watch basketball. Right. You right. know. Right. But like I said, I was so so hell bent on changing that that like I probably spent too much time and like the wrong type of focused energy hmm. on that instead of just like you know realizing that it would come and, and trusting it yeah but it's hard when you're young yeah you know you want everything like right then sure yeah it's also but it can, it can be damaging if you're if you're, you're working off of a resentment yeah 100 percent to, to accomplish come from something the wrong space it's, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's ne- negative energy even then if it's driving when i get that open shot i'm like you know, instead of just being like, oh. Right, right, Which is right, like what I do now. Right. Like, I, don't, I miss a shot now, and I think the next shot's going in, and I never had that until, that like... so interesting, because that was the thing that, like, I was trying to figure out with you along the way, which is, which was, you know, in need situations, mm-hmm. were you comfortable taking that shot? Were you comfortable doing whatever? And you didn't always look comfortable to me. No. Or confident. Yeah. And now when I see, like, certainly this season, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you know, like the, the three in Denver. Yeah. Um, you didn't make it, but you took no, I it. I thought that like, was going in. Exactly. Even when I that was, my hand, I thought it was going in. Exactly. Like the circumstance, and I'm, I'm Phillies, you know, there's there's been plenty of situations where, it was a matter of you thinking, how can I get to where I want to go mm-hmm. to take this shot? Right. As Not opposed like, to, am I going to have to take this shot? Right. That, that was the feeling that I had prior... And that's not yeah. the feeling that I have now. And that may be a misconception on no, my part in terms of where right. you were, but... I think you're partly right. I think part of it, too, was like... like, And now it goes back to the Casey thing. Like, uh, you know, early in the season, I was like, hey, like, I don't want to, like... If, I'm, if you want me to take the last shot, I don't want to run up into a pick and roll with, like, eight seconds and then get it and, like... Uh, just let me hit it and hold it up top and like right. then and let me get into it that way right because I always felt like that's always what I was doing with CP and I never I never so like you know obviously a lot of times he would come off and you know make a play right or if he hit me then for me it was always like quickly read and react and that's like that's a lot mm-hmm. that's not mm-hmm. really like mm-hmm. how I like operated mm-hmm. um hmm. so and I had this conversation with Sweeney again the other day actually you know what's crazy the Orlando last time we played Orlando before last night it was a tie game and we ran a high pick and roll I got the ball and I like kind of looked up at the clock and I started to go and I kind of turned and I turned over my left shoulder and shot like kind of a fade away missed it and then in overtime you know I ended up like um, getting a post up score foul two free throws and then had a late layup late and um I was telling Sweeney on the plane, I was like, you know, remember when we talked about this earlier, like, I don't want to, I don't want to ever like run up into a pick and roll with eight seconds left and then get it. I want to like, that's where I'm way more comfortable. You know, if I can see, and like, I got time to like yep. size you up yep. and like yep. do all that. Yep. yep. So that's part of it. You know what I mean? Yep. Like I wasn't comfortable with coming off, catching, shooting, what you're being asked jump to do shot in that situation. Yeah, C- could I do it? Like sometimes it worked out. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But 
my, if I'm going to be trusted to take that last shot, I'd rather get it in a different way. Yeah, sure. And it goes back to the whole thing like we talked about. That was CP's strength. So we're not going to like... You're not going to throw me the ball and say, all right, ISO. Right. Like DJ you, and like leave right. Chris Paul and JJ Redick over right. there. Right. You know what right. I mean? That right. was my, that was how I fit into the team. So right. I had to do that. And I don't like resent, like, I, I think that's the right call. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. if I'm a coach, like I'm making that same call. Right. Um, I just wasn't as comfortable in that. And I think that's what people yeah. could see. But you, but you, like, I think you took the brunt of the criticism or you took a certain amount of criticism because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, and, and well, I look at it the, the way that like, you're not going to blame Chris Paul mm-hmm. and you're not going to blame like JJ or somebody right. who's like a catch right. and shoot big guy enough. They big or DeAndre it wasn't an offensive right, guy. Right, 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 and right. a lot of times it was me. Like, you know, I either missed a shot or I, you know, maybe had a bad turnover here and there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I I don't um, – I never really held held that as, like, a, a criticism that I didn't like – I, I think I'm somewhat unbiased, and I can look at things from, like, a like both sides of the yep. spectrum. Yep. So, like, that's one of those things that I could, you could, I could see it. You know, yeah. sometimes I, I yeah. f***ed up and I didn't, I didn't either hit a shot or I didn't make the right decision. And CP more often than not did do the you know did hit a shot or did make the right decision. Hmm. Um, hmm. So like I I understood it. I just don't think I was like super comfortable in the position that I was in. Right. And again, sense. not to say that that was wrong. I was right. I wasn't used the right way. Right. I was used in the way that like I think that I had to be used. Right. That makes, know, makes a lot of sense. So no. Cool. The last thing I had to ask you about is, um, and I mentioned to you at the uh, beginning of the year. Actually, there's one other thing. Because um, I asked at the beginning, of, just reminded this beginning of the year, I talked to uh, Mahorn, mm-hmm. and um, I and I was asking him about you just at the very beginning, mm-hmm. like how you were fitting in or what did he think, and he was kind of like, I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and I saw him last night and I ran into him and I said, so. What do you think? And he goes, "You completely changed my mind." Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. I could, you can, I can see that. I can always read that in people. Yeah, you know, by how, um, just like my interactions with people. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people, especially when I first got to the team. Like, you know, not that I get treated differently, but I, I also get that too. Like, if you're not like sold on somebody, you're not gonna like treat them the same way. Right. Right. And right. so now, you know, even like you know. Like our team doctors, like I always have such a better like rapport with them because they see me like, you know, roll my ankle and I'm still going to play. Or like they see like, you know, they see you like do these things to show that like you're not like this soft, like, you know, and like, but it's something that I enjoy is like you like try to, you like not try to win over people, but you just by being yourself and like being showing people that you care mm-hmm. like you you win people's respect you earn people's respect not win you earn people's respect and that's like something I, I enjoy yeah um, but yeah you can tell that like with Rick just like my conversations like early on was just kind of like always like hey how you doing good how are you and like now it's much more warm you know it's like hey Rick what's up you yeah. know yeah. Uh, you know it's like different yeah uh, no, he, I don't know if it was him or somebody else with this 89 team coming in so, yeah you know, 
and flaky. You could play, you could play with them. Which I, you know, at least from where they come from, that's like the ultimate respect. Yeah, for sure. As a championship guys, yeah. team, to yeah. say that you'd fit in with them. Yeah. I think it's, it's, uh, it's high praise. Yeah. Right. Well, hey man, listen, thank you, thank you for the food and yeah, of course. The uh, hospitality and the time, I really appreciate it. But yeah. as I said, you know, a month or so ago, I just I really admired what you were doing here, and I felt like appreciate it. Felt like people, I don't think people quite. You just had a label, or there was there was an impression on you that I, I didn't think was was accurate or fair. Yeah, you know, for who you are, I feel like you're. I don't know if people are paying attention, but I feel like you are shedding that or whatever. And yeah. I wanted to write about that because whether it's for you or for the Pistons or whatever, mm-hmm. kind of like I like stories or situations where where people are able to come together and find their own solution. You yeah. know, solution to their common <laughs> yeah. common goals or problems yeah. or whatever. No, um, it's been a, it's been a, it's definitely been a year that I've like. I think I'll look back and be like, this is a, a very important year. Maybe not important is the right word, but it's like a pivotal year yeah. for me yeah. in terms of like being comfortable and like kind of letting go of like a lot of like yeah. past, you know, yeah. Yeah. no matter how this year turns out. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think uh, at the beginning of the season, I, I was trying to think of like a word for like what I wanted this season to be about. And it was like... Um, not like redemption, but it was like a reminder. You know what I mean? Hmm. Or like a transformation, or not even a transformation. Just because I always felt like I always felt like I I had a little bit more to my like I've had some of these things that I'm doing now mm-hmm. that people are noticing. Mm-hmm. Like I think the biggest thing is like three, my you know shooting a three sure. more. Sure. But I think I've always like been able to pass, you yeah. know, and, and, and play make a little bit and, and, um, you know, sort of sit and pick apart a double team, you know, things like yeah. that. It's not to say I do it all the time, you know, I've, I've had games with six, seven turnovers, you know, even this year, but like, it's not to say I'm like in control all the time, but like, I, I always felt like I was on like a, a good trajectory for my career mm-hmm. and some injuries mm-hmm. here and there, like kind of plateaued me mm-hmm. and it, you know I do everything in my power to not have those injuries but sometimes they just happen yeah and um you know, I think that those kind of went hand in hand with like the the my game continuing to evolve on the same trajectory as it was earlier in my career hmm. so to me this year was more about like reestablishing, you hmm. know as opposed to like transforming yeah All right, that does it for part one and part two of my conversations with Blake Griffin. Hope you enjoyed them. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. If you you do or you don't, drop us a rating. We'll take any rating that you give us, one through five. Uh, You can get uh, that review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want us to do something for you, screenshot the review and send it to us. uh, Tweet it to us at Buker Friends, and you'll be entered for a chance to win some prizes. All right. In the next podcast, I will be joined once again by Ryan Hollins, and we will get into all that is transpiring in the NBA playoffs. As always, thanks for listening.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.